0: All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have Bryce Borcheller from Iowa Chill to join us to give some more March Madness previews. Talking a little bit about the Iowa Hawkeyes going a little outside of the Cyclones today. But we're all, of course, going to be talking about Iowa State and the upcoming matchup against LSU as well. But as always, we are brought to you guys by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue as well as the best place to watch the big game. You can also head on over there on Thursday nights for drag shows and especially head on over there this week and get all your March Madness in you at BNC Fieldhouse. But without further ado, Bryce, happy March Madness. I have to ask this question. Have you posted Ali faroukman game winner against Kansas yet?
1: No, I haven't, but mm. we'd be... You know, just in the mix and the pile of everybody else that has so uh, all-time shot. I'm a you and I graduate, so that's you know one of my all-time memories from the tournament for sure. I was expecting you to get on that right away. I mean, you and I grad, of course
0: that 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 has to be probably the most legendary shot in the state of Iowa for March Madness. I don't know. This might be the only chance we get to talk about you and I today. So the
1: the floor is yours, man. Hey, man, they're playing St. Louis tonight in the NIT.
0: Woo-hoo. Yeah, also this, uh, <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: that might be the biggest shot and biggest win in the tournament that anybody's had for a long time. Uh, you guys would know that Iowa State wins better than I would. Probably. I remember uh, who was the lefty that couldn't fly on planes. Uh, that was Royce a fun White. year for I was. Yeah, Royce White. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this I mean, honestly. For you and I, it's it's been a little bit of a drought getting into the tournament i um, really excited about what Iowa can bring to the table. I hope that the hype hasn't gotten to their head, especially after a big, big 10 win conference championship. But yeah, I don't know. I, as far as you and I goes, we got to do something because we're kind of falling off the map.
0: So I'm glad you brought up Iowa. This is, this is one of our episodes where I get to use this as an excuse to talk about Iowa and maybe make some backhanded comments against them, but this isn't a backhanded comment. This is as sincere as I can possibly make it. Jordan Bohannon with the bank shot to send them to the big 10 championship. Is he, Iowa's goat? And was that the greatest shot in Iowa basketball history ever?
1: Within the last decade. Um, Okay. (laughs) No, I don't know if he's the goat, but it's hard to argue when, I mean, I don't care how many years you play. If you hold all the records, you know, it's going to be that same LeBron factor. You can argue all day if it's MJ or LeBron, but if you hold all the records at the end of the day, I think, you kind of have a leg up on the next guy, but, uh, hard to beat Luca Garza. I think that the way he just held himself and kind of set a standard for the next couple of years. Um, but there's always going to be a recency effect. If you go back to 2006, when we last won the big 10 championship with Adam Haluska, um, you know, I think that those guys would have something to say too, but a huge shot. We're, we're big fans of Jordan. He's always been a fan of the Iowa chill and he's been good to us. So I'm going to put him up in the goat conversation.
0: I think I, I totally disagree, but I have somewhat turned the page with Jordan Bohannon. I think after many years of him beating us, I was just pure bitterness. And then finally us getting to him one year and kind of seeing how he handled it. A lot of cyclone fans are like, Oh, that's smoke and mirrors. He's just saying that to you know, put on this front that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really care about Iowa State, but he deep down cares. I'm like, Well, even if that is true. He made the rivalry a lot more fun. And it's fun to hate a guy. It just is. It it draws you into their team. Like I probably watched Iowa basketball more in the past couple of years just because I wanted to cheer for them to lose than I would just being apathetic toward them. I don't know. Newton and I talked about this. Like a lot of Iowa State fans do not like Jordan Bohannon. I was at that point. And at this point, I'm like, eh, whatever. He's he's fine. He's, he makes he makes the rivalry fun.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on. I I mean, if there wasn't guys like him, then you lose a little bit of the flair in the rivalry. And every once in a while when you can clip them, it's like the, I mean, Iowa State and and football has been a little bit of a different story, but it's been, you know, on the up and up and it's going to be a tough matchup from here on out, in my opinion. Uh, That's, I mean, you got to go back and forth, you know, trade wins. That's what makes a rivalry good and adding a little bit of personality and a little bit of hate makes what you know that's what sports are all about
2: i like jordan bohan kind of putting fuel on the fire this year especially because i feel like every year after football people kind of like bitch about cyhawk and there's always something that like comes from it of like do we need to play every year like is this worth it and all this kind of stuff and those people are insane to think that like like not playing cyhawk every year like if you if that's a take that you have you're an idiot. it's it's that simple. It's like the only like the state is so riled up for that week and I, I mean the off seasons, everything leading up to it to say like, you know either school would be better to play like a different out of conference opponent or something like that. It's just like yeah. ridiculously silly. but I, I do i I like what Jordan mohan did like he he does it on social media. he goes back and forth with like George and yang, all that kind of stuff. and I also love the way that he, you know, like Mason said, like post this the game this year I thought he the way he can like compose himself afterwards and and spoke about it was made me as someone who also was very annoyed by him or was like Jordan Bohannon is annoying was like oh I I respect that because he understands that this is like a big rivalry it's important to the state it's important to both both sides and both teams and like yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to be a villain. It's kind of fun to, you know, like mess around with people. And I'm sure that he loves that as a player, also being able to, to do that on the stage and like blow a kiss or do whatever to, to get people riled up. That's gotta be fun as hell to just have that influence of like, I'm going to do this and it's going to annoy like half of these people in this state. And it's going to be kind of funny. So
1: (laughs) I I totally agree. I mean, and going back to that point of like getting rid of the CyHawk game, I, I think it's a, tragedy that we got rid of the big four game at wells fargo i mean i think those are the things that are fun especially when we have four competitive teams in college basketball that they might not win their conference every year but their top three every year or competitive in the big 10 or competitive in the big 12 i mean those that's fun to see the little guys when it's like a mini march madness before the tournament three months later i mean i i couldn't see that game going away and i hope it doesn't
0: I mean, it's so easy to be apathetic toward non-conference play, but that's, that's the game. I think Newton, I make the joke. That's when basketball season starts, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty of games played before then, but
1: you're focused on games and football.
0: Yeah. We're in football mode at that point. So it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it, but the, the Cyhawk rivalry is, is never not hype. You know, everyone is always anticipating it and everyone is wanting those bragging rights. And I don't know, guys like him, Niang, that just amplify the rivalry. I've come to have a lot of respect for, you know, I, dude, I don't think Liam agrees with us. I, I think Liam is, is still on the plane of screw that guy. And I'm like, you know, now that I've had a chance to like kind of resonate with things, I like Bohannon. I, I don't know if I love him. Well, maybe I love him.
1: I'm not going to talk say I about like him, him more than I
0: want to admit. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably do love him. I'm obsessed. with. I, do, I talk about him more than I should. So I don't know. Maybe I do love him
2: and hair and that far apart. That's true. Yeah, you got something yeah. to work through, man.
0: I, I got a lot. Did you see how just like bipolar... I just riled myself up right there. I went yeah, you, from, you oh, got, I don't like him to... You got in your own head. I love him. <laughs> I, I'm in love with this man. What can I say? Jordan Bohannon, come on the pod. Love to have you. I will
1: say hand. this. You know, he gets and he he exposed everybody in the dms this week after they won the championship oh, i don't yeah. know if you guys caught any of that but i mean for as much hate as he gets and and i'm not gonna say that it was deservedly so to the point where they were saying like vicious things about him as a person and that he should you know do what they're saying he should do um but to be able to rally like that back half of the season and then it's not like it's been two years it's been every single year since he's been a part of the team which is more than half a decade um he steps up in big moments so you know love him hate him whatever i mean when it does matter he's willing to take shots and that's i think that's gutsy he doesn't hate the spotlight so you got you No, i think he lives for i think he lives for and that's there's a special place for guys like that you know like they they made a transition from Uh, shooting guard to point guard about mid-season and you could see that he he turned it up like he was ready to be back in the spotlight kind of of calling the shots and it changed his whole mo so you know some guys are meant for that and there's plenty of guys where when it's time to make that big shot they're not willing to even take it
0: i want to go back to the dms because new and i have mentioned this quite a few times with other coaches and other players like what is the line of having fair critiques and then Whereas the, you know, you know, the line when you cross it and all of the, you know, sayings of, I, I almost say trippy, but like, like the go kill yourself things. That's just, yeah, that's that's not cool. It's so gross. And I mean, if you look at the profile picture, most everyone that DM'd him something similar to that didn't look like they're 12 years old. And if they weren't, then they were acting younger than 12 years old. So that's even more embarrassing. One of the,
1: I mean, one of the worst ones I saw was a college baseball player. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, i don't remember his name now but it's 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 still recent in his uh, twitter timeline go check it out and he's
2: i mean he's getting bashed right now the line to dm an athlete about performance is never because they don't give a shit about you unless you're a friend with them you shouldn't be dming any athlete about how they performed it's ridiculously stupid yeah Uh, i think if you're people who do that
1: if you're raised right you know the line and if you're if you have any common sense, you know that they don't give a shit. (laughs) So I, yeah, I just wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't, I don't ever message people like that. I mean, if you mean, trash talking, or in regards to competition,
0: like the way Niang and Bill Hannon go about it, that's all like all of their comments are about like compet, like competition. And when you bring in personal attacks to it or something as, as just atrocious as saying, go kill yourself. Like, I, I, I can't believe I even have to repeat that back. Cause that's, that's something that I thought us as a society has gotten past. Like, a decade ago in the fact that it's still happening. Like also to the extent that it's happening to and like he's got a lot of DMs. Like I'm not mentally strong enough to handle all of that stuff. Like I would, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm deleting my social media. Like I know that these guys are clowns, but like at this, at some point or another, I don't want to take this. So yeah. I mean, very easy way for, a Cyclone fan to jump on board of his rival is to clearly go over the line. And I, I, I don't even know if any of them are Cyclone fans. I, I pretty, yeah, I think that were, was one sure might've been, I don't know.
1: One bright spot was I didn't necessarily see any interstate stuff that was coming through, but it, there very well might've been, um, seemed like most Purdue of it was fans. State. What's that?
0: Was it mainly Purdue?
1: God, it, this, this kid I'm talking about was like D3 baseball. So I don't. I don't really Man, know. Who cares. Not a school that rang, rang a bell, but yeah, pretty right. crazy. Uh, hopefully, you know, he's got a little bit more in the bag. I I have Iowa and Iowa State meeting in the Sweet Sixteen. Ooh. I don't think that's entirely unrealistic.
2: Well, it, would it be?
0: It would be Elite Eight, wouldn't it? Elite Eight. Yep. Hmm. I think that they're like. I mentioned this to Tim. I said there is a path to go to the Elite Eight. Newt's laughing at me right now.
2: Cause you you've already, no, it, no, like. no. It's the it's way you frame it. You've sold yourself on this shit already. You're like, oh, that's well, this is what I do. I get my hopes into. up. I That's yeah, what I'm like. saying. Dude, have you not watched this team? Every time you think they're going to put out a good game, they just shit themselves. <laughs> like, but, Newt, and you then you when you don't them expect them to, to do anything.
0: team. Have you watched them lose to anyone that's not a big 12 opponent? Did you just see them <laughs> play
2: Texas tech and not even barely scrape together 40 points uh, in 40 minutes? I, I know. I know, but you know what? I love that. And you know, 36 I, points I love, against Oklahoma state who just I got love just like
0: in the conference, hyping myself up, getting my hopes up, believing that they can make it inevitably. They're not going to, but that one no, time, that one time that will that. happen once every you're, three you're decades lying. when they make the final four or lead eight. And I happen to be the guy that says, Hey, they have a realistic way to get there. I'm going to look like a genius. And because I'm a super fan, I would rather look like a dumbass nine years out of ten, but still look like a genius on that tenth year just because, you know, I called it. So I'm I and I am being somewhat like I'm being a fanatic, I know, but I'm also being somewhat fair in the sense that I do think Auburn is the worst two seed. I think that Iowa State, on the right day, can beat them. They're very athletic and they're very fast. But I think that's a team that we can possibly beat. Wisconsin, I think, is by far in every way the worst three seed. Like I think, and I don't want to say Wisconsin is more beatable than LSU because they're not. But I just I do think that the path to the Sweet Sixteen is actually viable for us. It's it's in our favor in a weird way, which, like you mentioned in our last episode, it never is, and it kind of feels like it is now. So yeah. I can't wait for us to put our you know, hands around our neck and, and choke in the first round against a, an LSU team that doesn't even have Will Wade as their head coach. But before then, I'm going to tell myself that we're Elite Eight contenders.
1: I agree with you. And here's you. what's interesting. I think you, you mentioned like Auburn, Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to bring up Iowa. Those are, those are teams that have hit peaks. I, in my opinion, you know, Iowa's either peaked or they're continuing – they're going to have to continue peaking. So I'd say one advantage that, you know, Iowa State, Auburn, Tennessee, I think in a weird way, these guys have been gut-tested already, and they've already had to go through a high point and then a low point. Like, Wisconsin's at this perfect point right now where it's like a lot of people think they're the worst three seed, and that makes them poised to win, in my opinion, in the tournament. But Johnny I think was most vulnerable to that right now.
0: They are in Milwaukee though. I mean that's that's a yeah. great role for them. But Johnny Davis being hurt, I do think that changes everything.
2: He is playing. He we were wrong on Tim, but like he's playing with a bum ankle. That's like the worst fucking thing to play with as a basketball player. Like
0: He is playing. I did yes. not real I thought yeah. he was officially out. He was he
2: was, he was was terrible in the Big 10 tournament. And, yeah. like, he was three for 19 in the first game he tried to play coming back from his Well, so injury. much of his game
1: is explosion, getting separation, getting the basket. That's just – that's it, tough.
2: Yeah. So, I don't know. It's – you'll get to see Wisconsin play. And, like, if Drian Davis is able to, like, will himself, then, then yeah, they, they could certainly be dangerous. But if, if that's not the case, then, th- I mean, that's just really going to hurt them. So. Which but. team
1: do you think – has the best chance to go final four elite eight in the big 12
2: um hmm.
0: i almost want to pull up the bracket just to get another look I, at it
2: elite eight i, I really like tech uh, they, their defense too. is is suffocating you literally you don't get easy buckets on them they make you work for everything the thing is is they they're on if they wanted to get to the elite or the final four, they'd have to go through Gonzaga because they are in yeah. that same. But I, but I, I really, I really do like Tech. I'd love Baylor if their one big didn't get hurt, um, because oh, I can't remember his name, and, and it is like a ridiculously hard to pronounce name. But he, he, got, he got hurt like halfway through Big Twelve play this year and was out for the the rest of the year. And I think like it just affected them a little bit. Kansas is just weird. Like I, I don't know. They, they, they pull together great great streaks of playing well but i don't think they scare anyone like i i don't know um i, I, I guess i I'd think probably they have the. I,
0: I i have texas tech in my finals but i don't think they I have the too. easiest route I, i think kansas has the easiest routes the elite eight Cause I mean, the hardest, going Providence to be is, is not Iowa Providence or, or yeah. Creighton. And, and the only reason I even say Creighton is just because they've been playing well recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say Kansas has the best path to the elite eight. And honestly, I, I, I always buy into the Kansas Kool-Aid before March madness. And it usually doesn't pan out for me, but I can't unsee what I've been seeing lately that their back end of their conference play has been so elite and they've just been kind of dominating people. Like they dominated Texas tech in the big 12 championship. Like
2: yeah,
0: it's hard to unsee some of those things, but that's also, you know, where I get my bracket busted all the time. So yeah. Who the hell knows?
2: I think Kansas gets a bad rap with it. I think it's because they're always so consistently high seated that it's like, even if they burn out in the elite eight, it's seen as like a failure and it's like, if you're a two seed, technically get into the lead eights where you're supposed to get, it. or, you know, if you're a yeah. one seed and you lose to a two seed to go to the final four, like, that's not like, it's disappointing for Kansas, I guess, but like in the grand scheme of things, I, I feel like that's still successful. And, and I feel like they do that. It's just like, they obviously haven't won a title for a bit, but you know, they were in the final four a few years ago. They got smoked by the Villanova team that won it all, but yeah. you know, it's like they make, they make their runs and stuff. I just, I, I feel like, it's just that they're always consistently there and expectations like, are really high. Yeah. It's, it's like when your expectations is like, honestly, you have a final four bus and you get to the elite eight or you get, you know, you maybe have an upset after the sweet 16 type deal. Like that shit happens to like every good team, but since they're there every year, I mean, look at like Gonzaga, Gonzaga has been every year, you know a one seed for the last couple of years and you know they still haven't done it all they they're still struggling with some of that stuff it's just i don't know it, it's it's hard like march madness is fucking hard like it's it's that simple so mason it, are you're looking at the bracket
1: are texas tech yeah. and gonzaga in the same region yeah, they are region. yeah they're they are. Both in i think the that's West who region. i have beating gonzaga is texas tech that's actually, i almost that's who thought i knew too it,
0: um i just think Gonzaga is really good. I'm not trying to diminish them. I just think they're taking a little bit of a step down from where they were last year. And I mean, they were, they were insane last year. So this is no strike against them by any means. But whenever I just see a team regress just a little bit, I just think to myself, "Ah, that means they can't make it quite as far as they did the following year or the year before. And so that's why small brain of mine is saying Texas tech is going to win, especially I love the way Texas tech plays um, blanking on the coach's name, but I love the coach Mark. I Adams. will say this though, Mark Adams. Thank you. I think I feel bad for Baylor, man. I, I think they're a good team, but I just think that East region has got a lot of really tough matchups like Marquette UCLA. They would, he would have, you know, in North Carolina in a manner, they Baylor would have to go through either of those three teams to make it to the elite eight. And even if they make it to the elite eight, there's Kentucky waiting for them and possibly even Duke or not Duke um, Purdue, if Purdue ever decides to pick up their shit. So I think the East region is, is kind of loaded. I have no idea what's going to go on there. I still kind of think Baylor is the best team out of all of them, but Kentucky has been playing really well too. I I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those marches where upset galore. No one's going to have even close to a perfect bracket after I'd say come Sweet Sixteen. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy.
1: Agreed. I mean, the then there, I there's matchups like you know, yeah. If if Iowa wins the first game, they play allegedly Providence, but they're like Providence is playing a team that hasn't lost since December. South Dakota State is that so? Yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. South Dakota State's hot. The seating is is odd in my opinion. I think that weirdly like. Indiana, after last night, I I was pretty high in Wyoming. I caught a couple of their games in in Colorado State uh, this year. They were super entertaining. And I I had Wyoming upsetting. Indiana, after watching them play in the Big Ten tournament, the way they finished the season, and how they played last night against Wyoming, I think those weird teams, like Michigan at 12 and uh, Indiana at 11, could be weirdly good. Um, I just don't even know. Like, they have St. Mary's at a five seed. Are they going to live up to the hype? When they're not normally a five seed, who knows?
2: And St. Mary's hasn't like they beat Gonzaga once. That's their only impressive win. This That's their big one. I know like, one win against Gonzaga, so I, a team that you got to play three times. Like, good job. I don't know. Right, so <laughs> we, I, beat, I we beat we beat Tech like... once. Like, I'm not patting myself <laughs> on the back for that one. Like, I'm, I don't know. That's uh, I, don't know. I I do like the Indiana take. I I, I was gonna say it mason you're talking about like you think there's gonna be a ton of upsets when i'm going through my bracket too it's the chalkiest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life and I, it's, it's so annoying that i'm like because i feel the same way i feel like there's it's like maybe gonna be a chaotic year but i can't pinpoint down anything at all i'm just like yeah, ah. I, don't, I don't know which ones are gonna be it's terrible like i i don't know and I'm petty and, and I have Richmond beating Iowa because that's just me being petty. <laughs> but like, you know, other than that, I'm like, I don't have any other for sure double digit seeds beating a <laughs> but put on an I upset. was nervous
1: after. So I was super high in Richmond. I bet against them. I bet on, bet on Davidson minus three and a half and they had it in the bag and, and gave it away. But Richmond was scrappy as hell. And I, that makes me worried. Like that's the kind of team that you could get frustrated against, not hit your shots, turnovers, like, that's an upset waiting to happen.
2: I think conference teams that, like, weren't going to make it but, like, go on the runs are always the least intimidating once they hit the tournament because they, like, just bust their load and they're done. Like, it's like it's like Virginia Tech. Like, I, they're, I, I would be shocked if they win their first-round game because, it's like, they just Agreed. had to will themselves so much yeah. <laughs> to fucking get through the ACC. What's up, Ralph? Um, to get through the ACC and, like – I, I just, I don't know how you, you come through, like you somehow find the energy to, and and then you're off for a week. You kind of lose momentum and stuff like yeah. that. Like I think I was an interesting case because they started playing well before the tournament. Like they've kind of like, like you said, they could still be peaking, like they're, they're hitting their stride and they're, it's carry through the big 10 tournament. Their you know? game plan is the
1: same every single game. And it helps when you have, you know, top five player in the nation, if not top three, maybe the best. And They've they figured out their role players. Everybody seems to know how they fit in. The rotation is impeccable. Fran underrated in the championship game against Purdue had put in the right guys at the right times. And I, you know, going back to the fact that you spend so much energy and and um, emotional energy even just getting to the championship. The one positive is that Richmond had to do the same. Exactly. Question for you guys: Do you think?
0: Me picking Tennessee to win it all is stupid. Should I paint on my nope. clown face makeup right now, or is that okay? Dark I horse opinion is Tennessee goes four. further than Kentucky. Yeah, no, I think so too. I also think they're all pissed off from how the SEC tournament went for them. You know, I, I don't know. I just there's so many matchups in the very first round, like Colorado State, Michigan, I think is going to be a very fun game. Loyola versus Ohio State, I think could be a very interesting matchup. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know a ton of, I've seen Providence play only once, but I'm really excited to see South Dakota state. I've just, I've heard I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with them in the manner that I haven't seen them play once
1: all year. I've just seen
0: everyone so hype about them. You know,
1: it it could totally be one of the things where it's like, okay, I've watched Wyoming a couple of times and they go get matched up against Indiana and they can't handle the big guys. You know, they just get so out athleted for lack of a better term. Yeah. Athleticized. Um, so I, I hope that does, doesn't happen to South Dakota State, but there's a good chance, I think, that Kansas or uh, – I think I think it's Iowa that would play either South Dakota State or Providence next.
0: Yeah, it, it would be Iowa they would take on. And I got South Dakota State winning that. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I don't, I don't know. I Call me stupid. I think Colgate has a chance to beat Wisconsin. I, I have them <laughs> upsetting as well. My, my goal is to have at least one um, – three, two, or one seed getting upset. I've never picked a one seed getting upset. I mean, I, who actually does that? But I try and call one of that each year, and I had Jacksonville State penciled in front of Auburn at, as I filled out my entire bracket, and I just kept staring at that matchup for another 10 minutes, and I was just like, I, I can't do this. I can't do it. So I went back, switched Auburn, had them beat in Iowa State and go to the Elite Eight. And I'm like, wow, well, that was a complete flip-flop on what I originally had. <laughs> and I'm still rooting for Jacksonville State. I mean, that, that would be, be awesome, man.
2: Yep. I mean, if you're not rooting for chaos in, the, in March Madness, then I don't know what you're doing. Like, that's if you don't true. have a dog, dog in there, right, like, it's like, I, I'm always like, oh, any 15 seed, like, let's make this interesting. You know, you just always want, like. I just that, got a TikTok
1: uh, today of CJ McCollum 10 years ago with Lehigh beating Duke.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a cool game. That was, there was two, two seeds that went down that year too. Missouri yep. lost as a two seed to uh, Norfolk State. Yep. Crazy ass tournament. But it, Dude, yes, do we think stuff like that?
0: Do you think Duke is going to do well this year? Because my, I hope my, not. I hope. I'm not. telling myself Coach K is not going to settle for anything less than an
2: elite eight appearance. Appearance. And the refs but, will not be settling for anything less for Duke yeah, getting an elite eight. You know, <laughs>
0: they they've looked Ralph. like so
2: beatable whenever I've
0: watched them. Yeah, Ralph is. Oh, pissing me off today. He's got a take about yeah, Coach K. Everyone's got a take. What's, what's your take? Uh, everyone, be quiet. Ralph, what's your take? <laughs>
1: All right. How was Ralph, everyone? Uh, he said at least um, two wins for Duke. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't mean to, I want to circle back to March Madness, but I really want to ask you this question, Bryce. So I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, Barstool Hawkeyes posted this meme that I found very relatable. It was Iowa Hawkeye basketball. I get my hopes up, then they disappoint me, and then I get my hopes up again. And then it's just a, it's, it's a complete never-ending circle. Patrick McCaffrey replied to it and said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Just hating, hating on them. And, and I love it when Hawkeye Twitter fights against Hawkeye Twitter, because it's just yeah. like, I win either way. I'm going to read everything because everything here is perfect content for me. But um, yeah, I don't have any question. I just, I want to
1: yeah. pass the torch on to you. You know, when we were talking about the Jordan Bohannon stuff earlier in the episode, I was going to bring this up. I actually got into an argument. I, I reposted it and maybe that's why you're bringing it up. But I, I got a reply from somebody who consistently engages with our content and it wasn't a, you know, a fight by any means we weren't going at each other's throats by like in that nature. But I agreed with Patrick and I'm sick of the, uh, the general negativity. Like you're just kind of setting yourself up to fail. It's the Vikings mentality. It's the Hawkeyes mentality. You just, you have that you know, looming doom over your head, that cl- that black cloud that, you know, it's never going to be quite what you want. Instead of just kind of enjoying the fact that you were picked like 10th in the conference to start the year. And now, you know, you, you had three of your leading scorers lose and you can't just enjoy the team being good. Now I do also appreciate constructive criticism. However, I I get so fucking sick of that. Oh yeah. We're the worst team ever. It's like, you're consistently seven to 11 wins in football and have been competitive in basketball for years now. Like, enjoy that.
0: I mean, we talked about that with Kirk Ferentz, like
1: lots of Hawkeye
0: fans, at least online say, you know, off with that dude's head, but at the end of the day, he's consistently winning 10 games a year, I think it's boring. So obviously I'm going to critique it, but I'm also their rival, you know, but at the end of the day, realize where you're at. I mean, Keegan Murray, like the year you guys have had, as much as I hate to admit has been nothing short of great. And I mean, when I saw that posted, I just, I thought it was funny because I related to it as an Iowa state fan.
1: Right. Yeah. But it, then when I
0: saw Patrick reply to it, I'm like, Oh
1: shit. <laughs> I, I reposted it more for the fact that I'm sick of like that narrative, but I also, you know, I, it's so relatable. And, and the place that we landed on and with that DM conversation was like, you know, it's, it gets more, it's more clickbait, you're gonna get more likes, shares, everything. I totally get it if you post something relatable and negative. But there's a lot of good hockey reporters and Twitter personalities that are really positive. And like what, what is like I get it? It's fun to be like negative and like, oh god, there goes my team again. But you know, you forget that like these guys, especially like hawkeye Twitter guys. I mean, they're or hockey players, they're on Twitter, they can see it. It's like there's plenty of negativity out there. They don't need it from their own fans.
0: Newt is one of those uh, negative fans. Mr. Our, our basketball team isn't shit after we're 4-0. Oh, after we're undefeated.
2: Look. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not. To get, to get hype after beating like four schools that probably have what maybe like let's go we could go look at some of their records like what is it arkansas southern arkansas pine bluff they probably what, i think it was won, like, colgate the entire year. crest no, just toothpaste colgate. toothpaste brands that's Colgate's what they in are the tournament um <laughs> anyways no i i i i think it is hard to be sometimes not be negative because like i don't know it, it is that expectation like bryce i thought you you brought up a good point of like you know, you expected this team to finish a certain point in conference and like, you should be happy with it. And I, I like, I I think that's one thing that we've even struggled as a cyclone fans this year. Hell we were ranked eighth at one point. If you can't say that your expectations or like how you thought like the, the year, maybe even big 12 was going to, was going to go just due to that. Like Sports are irrational as hell. It's dude, the most irrational here, thing. Here's why.
1: No sense. And- exactly, dude. And I totally agree with you. There's so many times where I'm the exact same way. But, like, as that, we, I, what was it? I think we lost to Michigan at home, like, kind of blew a comeback uh, at home. And I think that's when that was posted. We don't lose a game until the last game of the season against Illinois. And then we go on to win the conference championship. I'm like, that's the stuff that's very possible. And it's like, it might not happen, but hell be that fan. Be like, I texted uh Nate, I would chill Nate. And I'm like three game win streak coming up. And it happens. Like sometimes it doesn't, but when it does, you're like, let's fucking go. Like I believed in, believe in Fran, believe in Campbell, believe in appearance. You know, I, I think that that's kind of a cool thing. And also keep the same energy that you had. Like if you had to bar, at the beginning of the season. And then it you can't just all of a sudden change it just because you started out 14 and 0. I get, I get naturally you're going to do that, but, you know, compare where you thought you were going to be to where, you know, your goals were and, you know, where are you at landing at the end of the season? But I mean, yeah. like everybody else, I do the same fucking thing.
2: <laughs> I mean, we, we've said that. I think when we were talking to Tim, even last week, we're like, November us would be ecstatic to just be in the tournament at this point. We're, we're super stoked. Because none of us expected this after a two win season the year prior, new coach, completely different roster, all this kind of stuff that you, you do have to be really happy for. It. And and yeah, it is that perspective. It's, it's just hard. It is really hard to, to keep that, um, you know, because it's weird how much people like, care about it. But oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's I don't know that's that's always the thought like i i because I, it's like i'm not never perfect with outside lines and being like positive at all like i there's some things that will fire off in the, the heat of the moment for for tweets or, or stuff like that especially with like football and things like that you know we, mm-hmm. we get on the special teams big time that's like a favorite, <laughs> favorite, favorite thing to pile on um yeah. not gonna lie every 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 player we've had on to or someone associated with the football team we bring up special teams with that too. We,
0: we get it out in the open though we're like hey look yeah. we say some mean things but we're we're not saying it behind your back. At least we have a chance to kind of, somewhat say it right. personally in, call in a nicer way. That's
2: the other rule too. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. the whole unit. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so we've definitely been negative. So that that's something that can't be like we're better than that because we're not. I mean, so. I,
1: I do the same shit too. And and at the end of the day, you know, they're the bar so I was trying to get clicks, shares, whatever. I I'll say this to kind of be my own devil's advocate. I think that Patrick McCaffrey should not dive into the well with everybody and just, you know, the shit pile and, and get dirty himself, like focus mm. on the game, go to school. <laughs> and like, you know, I hate to say, shut up and dribble, but like it, it would actually serve players. Right. Sometimes I think that you kind of earn a platform. And I think that both McCaffreys, Bohan and Some of the senior guys have earned that right to kind of clap back. There's a lot going on about Fran McCaffrey this week. And I thought they made some good points, but it's like, something simple like that and you know you're going on a little losing streak just like it's easier just to not say anything for your own good i think that you have less pressure then
0: but i think uh if you're a d1 athlete and above like if if you're that status of person and above so any other celebrity whatever you may be never read the mentions that's just I, i obviously will never get there so i can't practice it myself but just reading the mentions, you'll find a couple people saying nice things about you. And then the internet is so toxic. It's just going to get to you. And yep. I, I don't know. I I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I think it's funny sometimes when, you know, people beef with their own fan base. Dude, of course, yeah, like I mean, I just mentioned, like but th-
1: that's the point of like Iowa chill barstool, uh, Iowa state, Iowa, uh, mm-hmm. you guys like it's literally like that's what we're doing we're stirring the pot we're trying to get the conversation going um but it's a I don't platform think it to engage in that conversation you know yeah dude i mean i i just think that we can mix in a little bit more like cool like we don't have to say like "Oh, season's over because look it wasn't over <laughs> it's just it, it, to me it's like i'm probably overly an optimist or like you know trying to sound angelic here i do the same shit but i don't know mm-hmm. I just um, a little bit more positive.
0: So turning the tides a little bit. I want to stay on Iowa though. The Murray brothers. Are they purposefully using Chris as a decoy for Keegan? Because every single time I watch them play, I'm like, where's Keegan? And I and I it's and I'm hard. thinking that they're probably thinking that too. They're like, Oh shit, where's Keegan? I'm guarding Keegan. And then no, actually, I'm we're double teaming Chris, and then boom, Keegan is left open for a wide open three. I'm just like that, that has to be the case. I've seen mean, right, right?
1: Yeah, dude, it's weird. I From at least the TV angle, I can't tell.
0: It screws up somebody. all the time. So
1: one time, uh, I don't remember who we were playing. Keegan, I think it actually was Indiana uh, during the regular season. McCaffrey has a rule, two fouls, and you're sitting for the rest of the first half. And um, he was sitting down, and Chris comes in, and everyone kind of started the joke of, like, they just literally switched jerseys. Cause all of a sudden Chris went off for like 30 points. <laughs> so, I mean, I, to your point, I think, yes, they do that.
0: They look alike. Um, did you guys see, I, I know Newt did Bryce. Did you get a chance to watch the big 12? Um, well, the big 12 atrocity that was Texas tech versus Iowa state.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, okay. I bet Iowa state to win and they didn't, Oof. they didn't even get close. Uh, Actually, you know what? I, I think so I did. Sorry about that. I kind of knew Texas Tech was getting hot and I kind of saw what they were doing during the regular season. So I think I bet Iowa State over 44 and a half points, mistake, and plus like 15. That's I couldn't believe brutal. that my bet didn't hit.
2: <laughs> we were very right on our podcast plus predicting 15. it, though, but. There's no optimism. There's no optimism. Just a lot of realism. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech is an awful matchup for us. It's yeah. so bad. It's always terrible.
0: So I just sent you guys a text with this um, highlight that I I clipped from the game. Just watch it five separate times. It looks like Texas Tech hits this ball out of bounds and it bounces off the monitor and back on the court. I think I had to watch it at least ten separate times to. Come to my conclusion that I don't think it actually went off the monitor, but I'm calling it the monitor gate.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyone else seeing that? huh it does not matter. We're already down 16. Who gives a shit? But,
0: but, dude, <laughs> that's just it's that. That's what we do. We're Iowa State fans, dude. We need to find every single reason as to why we're not getting the momentum back or why no. we're losing by um uh 16 I went to points instead of bed At halftime of
2: that game, and it was the greatest decision I've made because I knew if I so stayed you up, I didn't see monitor just be- gate. I'd be, I did see monitor because I said, I went to bed at halftime. That was before yeah, halftime.
1: I, I agree with you. I think that that totally went out of bounds and that yes, early right? in the game, it looks like it, you know, if that turns into 13 to 25, instead of 11 to 27, I totally agree with you. Especially as different a different ball game. You know, yeah. I think,
0: I think we win that game. If it's 13 to 25 versus 11
1: to 27. I, I don't know. I dude, I defended oh, no. them until the very end. I'm like, this is just how Baylor started. This is just how Baylor started. And then nothing. By the way, we were texting during that Baylor game. That was fun. I'm like, "What the hell is happening, guys?" and you're like, "I don't know." And then it's like, "Holy shit. They're going to come back and win." I, I wish they would have. That was about to be
0: that was about to be funnier than when we almost beat Baylor as our only conference tournament or conference win last year. I still wish that would have happened. But um, No, yeah, I, I think March is always the time where I am inevitably going to get my hopes way higher than they should be. And I, 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 you know what, Taylor's my fiance, for those who don't know, I was telling Taylor the other day, I think I used to not buy in as much as I do now, because I wasn't like as you know, like I, I just I didn't like heartbreak back then. You know, I, I didn't fiend for heartbreak like Couldn't I do now. Now that I know that I'm gonna be with Taylor the rest of my life, and now I know that I won't ever be heartbroken on the romantic end of my life. I'm fiending for heartbreak somewhere else. So uh, naturally, elite eight appearance for Iowa State. And if not, it's a shame of a season, complete disappointment. We suck. So yep. that's that's where my head's at. How are you guys feeling?
1: I'm with you. I, I know I just said like we need to stop being negative, but if we get bounced by Richmond. In the first game, I will be very sad and I'll be saying not very nice things.
0: <laughs> it's all right. I have an adjacent we, theory we got to bounce your, by UAB.
2: Your heartbreak craving. I listen to really sad music normally when I'm very happy or like content in life because like it's like, oh <laughs> I, I can use a little like like I can use a little Phoebe Bridgers and like yeah, I can really get into my emotions here and then like I, I turn it off and I'm like, Oh, like things are going pretty well. So um I, I definitely feel that as a little bit different, but still i think you just gotta
0: feel again you know yep. yeah you
2: know <laughs> you gotta make sure those emotions are still there you i know?
0: don't think
1: we're gonna struggle with feeling this mm-hmm. week i i'm <laughs> no no not at all i got about i'm already like snaps. sweating and
2: we got a couple days still and we're like one of the last <laughs> games the worst like just just can't like truly enjoy it unless like it gets really chaotic then i think that helps us because it's like oh yeah it's like yeah dude I think
1: Iowa got a really good game time and I'm not a big fan of Iowa State's that dinner time game on Friday is miserable. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah,
0: not fun. Um, okay, I know we got to get going soon here, so just 1 minute each rapid fire our favorite March Madness memories if you if you guys want. I can start, but I also don't have to. Sorry. Go for it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Top 3 March Madness memories. We were doing top number three. three. You just
2: said favorite.
0: I, I just want to do top three because I got three on my mind. Okay, well, do you not want me to take one of yours? Because I might take one of yours.
2: Yeah, you're going to take
0: I'm going to do it anyway. I'll, I'll just go do it anyway. Okay, so, so number on. three, Royce White puts on a show against Kentucky. We lost yep. the game, so that's why it's, it's not going any higher than number three. But that was just one. I think that was the best Iowa State March Madness performance I've ever seen. It was stupid. Went. Side-by-side with Anthony Davis and just killed that game. It was great. Um, Second one, DeAndre Kane's game winner against UNC to send us to the Sweet 16. Baller. Can't leave that one out. And then the third, when Niang broke his foot and gave us the excuse for the rest of our life that if he hadn't have broken his foot, we would have gone to the Final Four. So my, my number one favorite memory is just having the excuse that we would have probably won it all if Niang hadn't broken his foot. How about you guys?
2: That's the most fan answer I've ever heard, but I love it. I love that one. <laughs> That's my favorite, too. That one always plays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to get Cyclone Nation, like, up in the morning. We just be like, hey, guys, just remember this team. This team's made – for sure going to a Final Four George Georgia Niang doesn't break his foot. <laughs> I, I like it's that like, team, uh, too. I like the DeAndre It's like Kane the MVP
0: team. that Carson Wentz hey, never that was, won. you
2: know. Yeah. That was a Kane team. And was that, okay. That, Something like Kane was the, just uh, a man among boys, like he truly was cuz he was 25 and then he also just played yeah. like a man among <laughs> boys. <laughs> he just like was an absolute beast, but
0: <laughs> All right, Bryce, favorite March Madness memory or top 3 if you got them.
1: I'm going to say 2019. Uh, Iowa comeback against Tennessee, and I'm going to do kind of the same reasoning that you did. They didn't win the game, but they were down by like 20 points, and they had an incredible comeback led by Bohan. And um, they were not supposed to win that game, and they made it look really good. Uh, number two, last second shot against you and I versus Texas, half court shot to win. I think I actually put it in overtime. And then number one is Ali Farokhmanesh in uh, the early 2000s or early 2010s.
2: I watched that be- at the other place in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and it was lit. Yeah. Because I grew up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. I mean, that, that was just an all time moment, just because, like, you typical Kansas. I mean, I don't even know if that was the narrative yet, but they were just such, I mean, still the powerhouse and, you know, little guy, you and I. Um, there, there was maybe that same year that they, I think it was, it was the same year where they lost Michigan State, but it was within a couple points. The Jesperson year that I brought up with Seth Tuttle and, um, Washpin, they, they probably should have won, but they gave up 13 points in a minute.
2: I I played against Wes Washpin in, um, high school basketball, and serious? he was he was the shortest people shortest person on his team at cedar rapids washington and he he, he did the jump balls for them <laughs> that's how Dude, like he, crazy, he crazy athletic hops. he was <laughs> it was always so funny because like you just line up and like our guy across from him would have at least like six or seven inches and you still just knew that washman was going to easily get it
1: <laughs> yeah he he played a uh, pickup ball at you and i and i got to play against him maybe one or two games before we got bounced and yeah, he's got some hops. He did a tomahawk like right over one of my guys, and he's just like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't keep up with him. That, I mean, those were fun teams. I always liked the You and I and Drake stories better than the Iowa ones. First of all, Iowa hasn't had a lot of them lately. Um, but it's just always fun to see the little guy.
2: I agree. I think like that's one of my t- favorite yeah. memories. Yeah. Oh, I was, was going go for put Ollie. Sorry. In mine. Um, Ollie's probably in mine because like, I was still a kid. I lived in Cedar Falls. I like liked the Panthers and stuff like that. That one was that one was awesome. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna take the DeAndre Kane one because I love DeAndre Kane and like that that was also pretty early on. And I I think it was either my freshman year at Iowa State or something like that. And I feel like I went to a ton of games that year. I I had like season tickets, went to so many, and like I felt very involved with that team, and that was a blast. And um, I feel like Kane's your favorite Iowa state player. You, you love that guy. I do love Deandre Kane. He, he was just so fun to watch the way he played. I do love Monte Morris. Cause he plays like what I think is like a very good point guard, like h- how you mm-hmm. run an offense and like all that kind of stuff. But Kane's just a dog. It's kind of like Tyrese, like if Tyrese sticks around for a couple of years, he'll have like flashes of Kane where he's just like, he just grinds people's eyes. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm going to do the George Yang hypothetical, too, because that one's a great one. And I truly believe it as an Iowa State <laughs> fan who is probably a little rational. But, like, that UConn team just got hot, and I think we would have beat them. Like, and, and yeah, whatever. Anyways, Can We're I Or also the Michigan State matchup.
0: Yeah, yeah, please. Oh, last thing, just Michigan State, that's always a great excuse, too. Oh, if, if we want to have gotten that technical, if you want to have gotten thrown out a game, we would have won the national championship. So that's another one of my favorite Iowa State excuses. Bryce, one last thing.
1: If Gabe Kalsher gets hot in the tournament, Iowa State is a for sure lock for the Elite Eight. I actually don't disagree with that. I think
0: he is very key to us winning games
1: this year. It can't be just – I mean, Brockington has to have an outlet. Um, I think, yeah, if Tyrese can create a little bit off the dribble, but I think he's been the key. Like the games that I see them come back or come back and win or just outright beat the team, it seems like Kalsher has been hot.
0: I agree. I I think he's just so streaky and you know, he's, I don't know if this is always the case at Minnesota to my remembrance. I don't believe it was, but he's showing a lot on the defensive end too. And he puts out a lot of good effort and you can just tell that that is very TJ Otzelberger molded, you know? Uh, So I, I like Gabe. I think it's sometimes frustrating just because we have these expectations for him and they're not always met, but you're exactly right. He could easily be our, our make or break type guy. As long as Isaiah is still, you know, eating his which he usually thing, is yeah. especially if if one other person's hot then
1: Isaiah's usually even better so I I think that's a that's a fair take lockdown defense Brockington doing his thing a little support from Kelsher that's a good recipe
0: absolutely all right new any last words before roll clones
1: Bryce we'll see you guys in the elite date I dude I I got chills thinking about that the other day. I would love that. It shut down. I would burn down. It would literally shut down. Well, so head forth. on over
0: to head on over to it's the Irish bar, right, Bryce? Yep. Thursday, Friday. Okay. Head on over to the Irish bar on Thursday for the Iowa game as well as Friday for the Iowa State game. Iowa Chill will be there give doing some giveaways, I believe. Yep. Um, and also, you'll get to meet One of our best buddies, Bryce. So go say hi to Bryce at Irish Bar. And as always, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse if you are unable to make it to Irish Bar with the best drink deals on Welch Avenue as well as best place to watch all of your March Madness games. But without further ado, thanks for joining us, Bryce. Roll clones.
1: Thanks, guys. It was fun. Roll clones, baby.